Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of Pro Shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Well, I thought it'd be great to sit down and chat with Craig Elliott. Craig started Michigan Bowler TV back in April. So, Craig, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you, Tim, for having us on. Well, first and foremost, Craig, I thought it'd be great to have you on for a couple of things. First reason, I want to find out a little bit more about the iGrind shootout in Detroit presented by the iGrind Autism Awareness Foundation. But I also want to talk about a little bit about you and the thought behind Michigan Bowler TV. So can you talk about your live streaming event and what you're actually doing out there going around to some tournaments and why you're doing it? Well, you know, I, I got downsized from my 15-year uh, career back in February and just wanted to figure out what to do next. And, and I've been in bowling for my entire life since I was four years old. I've always enjoyed watching Extra Frame and Inside Bowling and all the USBC broadcasts. And, and thought, you know, that, well, why I'm looking into that? So... I had a few nice phone conversations with Mike Flanagan and uh, talking about equipment, you know, his frustrations with it, the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, did some more homework and, and bought some computers and some cameras and just kind of started out small, not knowing where it would lead. Um, I did a small scratch event here at my home center in Sanford, a small town in the middle of Michigan, and, and, and I guess, as they say, the rest is history. It's been an incredible five, six months. I've traveled all over the Midwest and... Uh, um, and so just, you know, amazing ratings and, and, the, and the feedback has just been very humbling and it's been a ton of fun. The 2013 iGrind Detroit Shootout presented by iGrind Autism Awareness Foundation took place last weekend. And there's been a lot of discussion going on this week now after the fact of the tournament. There's been some controversy about the tournament and the actual guaranteed prize fund. Now, it was all very well known that first place was going to pay $30,000. That's not even up for discussion. But where the problem comes in and where people are, are a little bit up in arms, you could say, in the bowling world is the fact with second and third place. Second place, there were some reports going around second place was going to pay 15000 It actually paid ten. And third place was going to pay 7500 It actually paid five. So, Craig, can you help kind of discuss and talk about what happened there and where the miscommunication took place? Yeah, I think that's been probably the most frustrating thing for the last four or five days is that, you know, we've tried to keep everything as accurate as we could possible on the Facebook event page. That's kind of the main, where all the data, I mean, I controlled that page, I controlled what was on that page, and that's where we try to keep all the tournament rules, tournament format, all that kind of stuff. And and I would even read things on other Facebook posts and other articles even written across the country that were just totally incorrect. You know, some we probably should have corrected, but... You know, we just try to stay true with the information that I put out there as a tournament director, and uh, we share it on also the iGrind website. But 
you know, things get misinterpreted and, and people read other posts and kind of take them as truth. And, it, and it's unfortunate we had that confusion, but you know, all in all, we had a great event. We brought in 165 of the best bowlers, professional amateur from all over the country, paid out almost $80,000, um, had some excellent ratings on the live broadcasts, great interaction with our fans throughout the weekend. And uh, I'm really glad I was, be, I was able to be a part of it. Well, exactly. And, and one of the things like you just hit on is a lot of bowlers like to bring up the negative when it comes to any tournament, anything that, that could have been done. But, you know, this is something that obviously there, there are some, you know, there's some highs, some, some things you guys probably like, would have liked to have done better, like you said, correcting some things. I noticed the one thing that seemed to be the kind of thing with the prize fund is it talked about being guaranteed and it, it was gear. It was a couple places were putting it out there and I guess, yeah, you're probably correct. And that's something that we can always go back and say, you guys should have been correcting, but I mean, that's just, it's word of mouth. I mean, that's, that's going to be a tough one to, to correct from time to time and, and how yeah, things. Think where we, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. I think where we just kind of maybe got people confused is, is we always communicated the first place 30,000 was guaranteed. When we put out like the 15 and the 7,500 per second third, that's the part that was based on a full field of entries. You know, if you kind of do the math and that's where, you know, that, that was the goal to be able to be able to do that. But all in all, the first place was the one that we were, you know, the hundred percent guaranteed spot as far as the price one went. Craig, you're a bowler. I'm a bowler. Why, why do we always have this, I, I'm going to say whininess. I mean, why is it you guys, you put on a great tournament in Detroit. Like you said, you have all these great bowlers show up. You're putting up $30,000 guaranteed, but people are still whining and complaining. Why? It, you know, that's a great question. And, and I've spent the last four days, three, four days wondering at myself, but you know, I, I kind of decided, you know, this morning after talking to some other friends that it's, it's, we don't have time to spend on the negatives. Let's focus on the positives and make the next event even better, honestly. I mean, and, you know, no matter what, there's going to be something you can always do better. And our goal or our job is to learn from that and make sure, you know, any mistake doesn't happen again or confusion, whatever it might be. So to really answer your question, I don't know. I mean, I think even if we paid out 100000 for first, 50000 for second, non down, somebody still would have found something to be upset about. And it's unfortunate, you know, and, and as I mentioned, somebody else today, a lot of the bowlers, I think some of the issue was they didn't read the event page or even see the rules. And we posted the rules at the center, the stuff on the event page has been out there. But a lot of these guys are just, you know, they're sponsored. Their sponsor says, Hey, be in Detroit this weekend and bowl. So they show up. And when they start asking questions three quarters of the way through the tournament, you know, they realize maybe they should have checked that a little bit sooner. And, you know, so that's where some of the, the, the frustration comes from, you know. So what's we one did thing? our best to communicate to everybody as much as we could. So what's one thing that you guys would probably do different? Or what's, what's one thing, because I know I grind you guys, you're going to be running more tournaments. And, and what are some, what's one thing you're going to take away from this tournament that you're, you're going to maybe try to, to work around for ne- next time to improve on? You know, another great question, Tim. Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is just uh, for me not to, not to wear too many hats. I mean, my main goal in all this was to do live streaming. I've been doing that all summer long. It's been just a, a, a phenomenal experience, and, and, you know, it's growing faster than I can ever imagine. We've got so many events already booked for the rest of the year and into next year. Uh, but I know as, as we started putting this event together, um, you know, Grady's first couple of choices for tournament director just didn't work out. And I said, you know what? I can do it. I can put it together for you. And I told them what I had to offer, and, and we kind of took it from there. So, um it was a little short notice for me getting involved. I kind of knew what Grady had in his vision, and, and I think we pulled that off. So 
So for me, that's probably the biggest takeaway is just don't bite off more than we can chew. You know, I mean, I had a great staff, uh, Brian Regan and the inside, or I'm sorry, the uh, scratchbowling.com guys just did a phenomenal job with all our scores. We kind of turned it over them as far as tournament management once things started, collecting all the scores, compiling numbers, doing all the jackpots. The live scoring on their website was great. They had, I heard the number last night with just an unbelievable amount of hits throughout the weekend of people checking that. And uh, so that, that went over well. Um, so that's probably the best answer I can give is just, uh, you know, do one thing and do it really, really well, whether it's tournament director or it's live stream announcing and setting the cameras up. You know, I, I think I mentioned earlier, I did bring in Jeff Smith to help me out and he did a great job, but, uh, you know, all I could do this time, it was Jeff's first one. It was let him do commentating. And you know, when it came to changing out memory cards and checking batteries, and I still had to jump around to do all that during the weekend. So being pulled in multiple directions was, uh, um, interesting, you know, we got it done, we got through it. Um, but, uh, that's probably the best thing to try again next time is just don't, don't take on too many hats. Craig, were you surprised at the amount of pro bowlers who showed up for this event or would you have thought you'd have seen more? You know, I didn't actually count the number I had, but I think we must've had 40 or 50. I think it's a pretty darn good number. I mean, I know there's a lot of guys overseas at the Vienna open. Um, we were between a couple of things. There were some charity events out East. I think Rhino Page had his, uh, um, his regional he sponsored out there for the Crohn's colitis. I think that was this weekend, but, uh, we had some, we had some pretty good players there. I mean, we had Walter Ray, we had Billy O'Neill, Tom Hess, Tom Smallwood, Ronnie Russell. I mean, it was a strong, strong field. And then take the top amateurs on top of that, you know, Adam Barter, Rob Godsell, Zeke Bate, who just won the USBC all events. It was a strong, strong field. And we saw some really good ball on a high level, especially in the step laters. You know, we saw uh, Andrew Anderson, an 18-year-old from the Detroit area, who is just going to be one of the best of all time, honestly. That kid is phenomenal. Junior Team USA, and you saw what he did on the live stream, you know, lost by a pin to, to Craig Nidefer, who is probably right now the consensus number one amateur in the country. I mean, he finished second at the IB Open, losing to Bill O'Neill. He comes in here, runs a step ladder, and he's won just about everything else he's entered this summer. So he's having a great year. So a very well-deserving champ, and it was it was really nice to see a local guy take down the pros. You know, we, we take a little pride in that, I guess. Well, exactly. And, and like you said, we need more of these events. We need more bowling and more people like Grady and the iGrind folks of, of putting these events together, running them. And, and like you said, there's always there's always going to be things that bowlers complain about. Um one thing I, I'm, I'm dying to ask you, I'm out on the West Coast here, and there's a lot of West Coast bowlers who are very interested. When are you going to ru- run one of these out, out, out by us? Maybe somewhere, uh, Arizona, maybe Reno. I know bowlers love hearing about going back to Reno, but somewhere on the West Coast. Because, you know, the one thing, we'll, we'll drive. We're, we're a lot like the Midwesterners. We don't, we're not afraid to drive and get in a car for eight hours. So when are you going to put one of these, you know, maybe Seattle or Portland or, uh, you know, I got a couple centers that I could probably hook you guys up with if you're interested out here. Well, without giving too much away, hopefully within the next year, we've we've uh, between myself and Grady and some other some other guys, um, you know, I've had just a great summer, been able to work with some of the best up and coming, brightest minds in our sport. There's a lot of opportunities for all of us. It's a matter of uh, making the right decisions, and like you say, what's the, the right time, the right place, the right event. So uh, there's there's a lot more to come from Michigan Bowler TV and from iGrind, and maybe a few other companies as well that are getting involved. So I can't give a lot away yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure you guys will all like what you hear in, in the near future on what some of our plans are. I want to thank you for joining me tonight. This is, like I said, been very informative. and wanted to get you on because this is what bowlers are talking about. This is what you're 
seeing people, you know, and 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 folks. Uh, also, we are going to try to hook up with uh, Grady to get some of the other information regarding more stuff that Craig was not able to discuss and and uh, some of the other plans that they may have going on here. So we're going to try to figure out some of that stuff, and we want to keep you informed on things. So for Tim Burke, Craig Elliott, good luck and good bowling.